Well, I have to confess that I'm a little bit like Mike this morning. I, I got up and let my Bible fall open, and it fell open to Philippians chapter 1. <laughs> and that's partly because I bought a new Bible when I came to Valley, and I've been spending so much time in the book of Philippians. But isn't it amazing how God gives us the Word that we need uh, constantly? He just he, he gives us His words to encourage us along in the faith. And I love this book of Philippians. It, uh, there's something about it that you're drawn to the theme of joy. I think every one of us want to be happy. We want to be joyful. And that's not wrong. At first I thought, I feel guilty a little bit about wanting to be happy. Doesn't that seem a little bit self-serving to, to want to be happy? And yet God created us to have joy. He wants us to have joy. The key is where we place that joy. If I place my joy and my satisfaction in God alone, He will never let me down. If I place my joy and confidence in the things of this world, eventually I will be let down. Now, it is true that when you place your total confidence and joy in God, He may not let you down, but I say He'll scare you to death. (laughs) Because there is this process that we call of growth and learning. Paul said in uh, Philippians chapter 4, this is what I've learned. I've learned this. And we're in the process of learning. And that's why we get a chance each Sunday to open up God's Word and learn from the text. And the theme is joy. We also find the theme of the gospel. We find the theme of the mind. And I think all of those things are tied together in powerful ways. There are a lot of things that would make Paul joyful, cause him great joy. And one of those is the advance of the gospel. He speaks about the gospel many, many times. In fact, Just in this first chapter, you're going to find that mentioned, I think, five or six times, the word gospel, which means simply good news. And good news brings a lot of joy. When you get good news, you may pick up the phone or someone tells you or shares something wonderful. This is good news, and it brings joy. And this is what we're going to look at this morning from verses 12 to 14, how that the advance of this gospel... This good news to the world is really telling them that Jesus Christ has come into this world and He has died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. He has conquered both sin and death and given to us, all who will believe, eternal life. And this has caused the Apostle Paul such incredible joy. Now, I don't know what brings joy or the most joy to you in your life. I mean, there are a lot of things, if you think about during the course of a week, that would bring joy. But there's always going to be something that will take away joy or be a a counterpoint, isn't there? So if, if this one thing brings great joy, then there's always going to be an occasion for my joy to get completely robbed. (laughs) And so we live in this spiritual warfare. Uh, desiring to be joyful, placing our confidence in God, finding all of our joy in things like the gospel, and, that, and then the realities of life hit, the disappointments, the struggles, the, the curveball 
that uh, you weren't expecting. And then you have to process that. And what I love about the Apostle Paul, and you'll see this in his writing, he's very confessional. So it, it, the, the letter that he writes to the church in Philippi is somewhat biographical. In other words, he shares from his own experience. I like that because then I can identify with the struggle. So one of the great occasions for joy is the, the gospel being advanced. And, and let me read these verses, uh, Philippians 1, 12 to 14, and he, he explains the, the tension, you know, the joy of the gospel being advanced, but also some of the struggles that he experiences. He says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So when Paul is talking about his joy in the fact that the gospel is being advanced, when you think of the word advance, you think of progress. So the gospel is making progress from Jerusalem to Rome, where he is now, and to the ends of the earth. So this gospel is making progress. And it's, it's interesting. I, as I studied this word, that's what I love about studying the, the text, and, and this word is a military term but it used a lot in the Greek language, something that is moving along in spite of resistance. Okay? Isn't that a depiction of the gospel? The gospel moves along even today in spite of resistance. But the most popular usage is a nautical term. And, you know, the Apostle Paul, much of the travel and that part of the world is by ship. And, you know, they would either be walking or hiking through mountains, but the quickest way to get from, if you're, you're in the, the, the Holy Land, so to speak, or Jerusalem area, if you wanted to get over to Rome, you're going to travel by ship. And so a lot of these writers will use terminology. Luke was a physician, and Luke will use medical terms when he writes. Uh, the Apostle Paul draws from a wide variety of terms, but this particular term is a nautical term, and it means to advance the ship in spite of buffeting winds and waves. Okay, so I want, I want you to get that picture, that here we have a ship, the gospel, and it is advancing, but the wind is not in our back, and the water is not smooth. And that really describes not only the Christian life, but really the advancing of this good news around the world. And so, just like in Acts 27, if you remember the last trip that Paul made to Rome and was shipwrecked, and he talks about uh, throwing the cargo overboard and they're, they're all fearing for their lives. And so Paul, when he uses this word, uh, it's not just a random word that he picks out. It has real substance to it, real meaning. So, this gospel being advanced in spite of the rain, torrential rain and the, the beating waves and, and the winds that are, that are um, hitting them. And the wind is not at their back. And if you're, I'm not a sailor, but my, I have a father who is a Navy captain, so I guess that counts for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I know very little about 
uh, sailing. But I do know that there is a strategy when you have the wind, when the wind is not at your back and you need to get to a place, you tack. Uh, and you, in other words, you, you set the sail to catch the wind at a certain angle and, and you may not be able to get from